Next Talk, sponsored by nexttalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today's show is boys versus girls. Not like fighting, not like who's better or anything like that. Just how they're so, yeah, just how they're so different and how raising them is so different. So we're going to share some science and then we're going to share a few strategies that have worked under our roof. And when I say we, I'm excited to have my husband here, Charles, um, on the show because it's always good to have your perspective. I love being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So in our family, we had two boys first. Right. And just a little background. I was raised by a single mom. I have two half brothers and a half sister, but we were never under the same roof. So it was me and my mom my whole life. And she was super passionate about her career. And so there was not a lot of dating and she never remarried. So really. Yet. Yet. Hey, you never know. There's hope. There's hope. Match.com. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, But it's one of those things like men were really a mystery to me. Like I didn't babysit boys. Like none of it. It was so, it was so shocking on the sonogram when they were like you're gonna have a boy and i was like yay oh my gosh now what yeah like a no clue and um i'm still kind of clueless some days but i have you <laughs> and you've walked me through it right because i am a boy because that's what i've heard that's true and boys are different well, and i still act like one and most you, of the time so. that is also true <laughs> so we have these two boys first and then we have a girl and having the girl has highlighted even more how different raising boys and girls are yeah i think that's um I mean, you could read all the research you want. Yep. I mean, and you could be as nature versus nurture. You could be the biggest uh, pro-feminist and say, nope, we're like all the same. There's, there, you know, the gender norms are old fashioned. And then you have kids and then you see how different they are from the get-go. Yes. Right, from the get-go. So, um, so I was raised, like I have two older sisters, an older stepbrother, a younger half-sister. And when my dad remarried, he remarried into this very large family. So I feel like I was always around kids, right. you know, younger, older. Um, so I got a chance to see, you know, really just how different, you know, all of that is. And just like the the, the responsibilities that kids naturally, you know, kind of take, uh, the characteristics that boys and girls naturally gravitate towards. Um, one of my favorite, like, I don't understand boys stories comes from my one of my older sisters who had a, a child before we did. And we were, I think, brand new, early married. And mm-hmm. my... Uh, my sister uh, would call me and she had a boy and she was like, I think there's something wrong with my son. I was like, what do you <laughs> mean? <What's... laughs> there's just something wrong. I think I need to go get him tested. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you need to go for what, what is it? Like, what are you noticing? Well, I don't... He's just so rambunctious. Like he won't listen. He's just constantly like a daredevil. He's driving me crazy. Like I'm so worried he's going to break something. I was like, oh, yes. well, yeah, that's actually very normal. She's like, that can't be normal. No, no, you, you don't understand. Like he's very different. And, and so I think just coming from her and I, you know she forgets what it was like i think maybe when i was little and she's much older than when well, she wasn't thinking as a parent right. she was an older sister right and so and i was like i try to rem- remind her of you know when i was a kid like when i was young i had one toy and it was bb and bb was basically like this plastic bee with wheels mm-hmm. and that thing and i we went everywhere together and i took that thing <laughs> off of ramps i slid down hallways downstairs i mean 
I took, I mean, I was like a, the baby version of Evil Knievel. <laughs> and, and when I got a hold of my sister's Barbies, I turned their Winnebago into like an A-team, like commando-like tank. <laughs> I cut all their hair off and I put, you know, camouflage paint on them. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? Their hair will grow back. They're like, no, these are dolls. They're, they're all upset. And, uh, and I had to remind her about what it was like to, you know, to for me to be a boy growing up. And I was yeah. like, these are very normal things for a boy. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, her having to connect with that is really important. And I think it's because it's so different um, than the way girls are naturally, you know, just the way that girls naturally go through life, uh, the way that girls, uh, you know, even if you just see them like growing up as little kids, it's so different. And so I guess you could say alien, right, for moms to kind of see boys. It's uh, so true. It is. It's like aliens. You're like, what is happening? Well, and then, you know, on the other side of that, you have little girls. And because I wasn't around kids, I kind of did my own thing. You know, I was really into Barbies and I was really into girly things. Um, But my mom was really girly and I was kind of tomboyish. And so I was kind of in the middle of that and not really getting to observe it on either side. And so when I had kids, I was really clueless as to what was quote unquote normal. And I think the thing about this that is important to us here at Next Talk is that there's those things that happen, like boys are a certain way when they're born and they're, you know, they tend to be a certain way and girls tend to be a certain way. But sometimes those norms, um, we fall into the trap of thinking that that is all that they need. We only need to speak into them in the way that they behave. And so if they're really active and they're more like boys and they're rough and stuff, that they don't have a sensitive side. We don't need to talk to them as much because they don't care about that, that they don't get hurt or feel emotional or scared or anxious about things because they're boys. Mm -hmm. And that girls don't need to be challenged or pushed further or sometimes held accountable for their emotions or their activity because they're sensitive and they're gentle creatures and we don't want to put them in that that box or make them feel uncomfortable. And so that's kind of what we want to explore today, the difference between raising boys and girls and some of the science behind it is so interesting. Yeah, and I think, you know, just the brain alone, like the biological differences in the brain, I think is what a lot of the science out there will kind of tell us about, like just initially. Yeah. You know, again, like when we talk about differences in boys and girls, we're obviously we're talking about, you know, generalizations. Yes, you know, so every absolutely. kid's going to be different. And there's no better or worse, um, yep. you know, when we talk about differences between boys and girls. And of course, everybody's going to be on a different scale. You might have a son who gravitates towards dolls yeah, uh, instead of trucks. Yeah. Uh, you, or you might have a daughter who just loves playing, you know, ball. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 uh, and is a little rough too. There's nothing wrong with that. There's not right. one that's better than the other. But if you're out there and if you're like a mom and you're struggling with having to raise like a young boy, or if you're a dad and you have a hard time understanding your daughter and why she's crying all the time yes. and that you cannot connect with her, you know, th- there's some there's some good science that's out there mm-hmm. that I think will help parents and dealing with these differences and mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, this is normal. This is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help. I'm going to be able, now that I know this, I'm going to be able to parent a little differently than that. I think it helps to understand the whole, the first of all is about gray matter in the brain for a boy and versus a girl. Yeah. So when they do like brain scans on kids, right? I mean, there's like gray matter and then there's like white matter. So the gray matter are like these like pockets of activity. They're very like v- much more prevalent in boys brains than there mm-hmm. are in girls. So mm-hmm. like if you have a boy who is, um, like playing a video game, for instance, and is like so like immersed in the game, mm-hmm. and they do not hear their name being called. There right. could like the building could be on fire. Yep. Um, there is like I mean, no joke. Like there's so many other distractions going on, and they don't 
acknowledge that it's because there's these pockets of the brain these gray matter parts of the brain where that's where boys tend to gravitate towards and they can get lost in these little you know dimensions yes. and that's sometimes that could be good you know men tend to be much more uh, singular focused anyway so like mm-hmm. when we have like a task to do and in boys we might think of like oh they can never get rid of that video game yeah but when they grow up and there's like a task they will be unyielding mm-hmm. in finding a solution or yeah. if there's something that needs to get done they will not hesitate to go through all the options to make sure that that task is complete for Mm -hmm. their family so that's one of the reasons why you might be having a hard time like you're yelling at your son over and over and over again to come to the table for dinner when there's something going on that he's into you know that I love that um, science that science helped me so much that along with a good mentor friend who had boys before I did and I was like I am telling my son over and over to do something Mm -hmm. or to come here or whatever and I swear he doesn't hear me or he's ignoring me that's what I would say he's ignoring me why does he ignore me why Mm -hmm. doesn't he do what I want him to do and she very sweetly and calmly said well you need to talk to boys differently than you talk to girls and I was like, what do you mean? I'm, ta- I'm just communicating. And she said, you need to get down on his level. You need to make sure you have eye contact. And you need to say his name. And you need to wait for him to acknowledge that he's actually tuned in and ready to hear what you're saying. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, he is able to tune you out and is not on purpose. It's that gray matter. He is fixated on right. something. And so she's like, it, sometimes you'll need to say his name like five times. Like, get down there and say, you know, John, John. John. And until he says, oh, yes, yes, mom. Yes. Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you. That's when you give them a command or a direction or ask them to do something. And they're not trying to be rude or they're not trying to be difficult. They really live in a different space in their brain. Right. And that has helped me tremendously. That's why you have to turn off the TV to talk to them. You do. Yeah. I'm always like, or whatever you got to do. Boys, press pause. I say that all the time. Press pause. No, you got to turn it off. <laughs> you can't even press. That's so true. Th- there is no pressing they pause. They still focus. If you that press pause, they're true. still looking at the screen. Or they're still, true. you know what I mean? Yes. You need to remove true. whatever they're in. You need to remove them from that environment yeah. and actually to get them to focus. That's just where we are. Boys, and you have to validate that they're ready to hear you. Don't just right. start talking. Just say, say their name and make yeah. sure their eyes are on you. Right. And you, I'm telling you, your frustration levels will go down because you will finally start to know how they hear you. There is, um, there's also like the, the four major chemicals or hormones in the brain. Mm-hmm. We all, I mean, boys and girls have the same chemicals they're uh-huh. just they have varying degrees or percentages mm-hmm. uh, of them of course we know the major ones the testosterone and estrogen um, I don't know if moms know how strong testosterone is <laughs> um, because it can be scary because yeah. it is the aggression hormone yeah. and aggression is is a very scary hormone when we kind of see that when we see tantrums and we see or we even see like you know older kids like get so upset and the aggression just takes over it's yeah. like looking at another child it is right it's like that's not my kid Right. Because the testosterone is is such a high, such a higher level in boys than it is in girls. So that's something, of course, you know, that that's been out there. A lot of people know that. But, you know, the serotonin levels are kind of, you know, serotonin is sort of like that feel good, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like easygoing chemical. Boys have less of that. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boys have less of that than uh, than girls do. Um, oxytocin, which is like that that uh, that bonding hormone. Yes. You know, girls have a lot more of that naturally in their brain than boys. So what does that mean? I think what they're they're trying to say, a lot of the research suggests that boys will be naturally more aggressive, but they'll also have a harder time setting settling down yeah. because we don't have like that serotonin. We don't have like that ability to just be like to calm ourselves. Mm-hmm. We'll be naturally more fidgety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the 
you know, I'm not saying like that's all the cases in, in, in preschool and elementary school is that the boy who needs to or the student who needs to get up and walk around yes. is probably going to be the male student. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's just if, if you're parenting, you're wondering, like, why won't my kid sit still? Yep. You know, we go out to dinner. The kid needs to like, why can't he just be on his iPad? Why can't he just have a coloring book? Yes. You know, you go to Olive Garden, they give you the three colors and the, the you know, the, the little <laughs> the drawing the, packet. Yeah. Yes. The drawing packet of the placemat. <laughs> that's not good for boys. Yeah. You know, that or it might be. But I mean, it, that wears out pretty quickly. Yes. You know, and a lot of that is just because, hey, we're just different. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that's important to kind of like kind of keep in mind as you as you kind of go through this parenting process of these of these little guys. It's so true. And and then so girls on the other side of that with the white matter in their brain, they're very different the way that they perceive things and the way that they um, the way that they act because their brain is different also. Yeah, I think it's just uh, it's just phenomenal, like how girls at such an early age are able to verbalize feelings. Yes, it's amazing. How, are, how was my daughter able to tell me how she's feeling and tell her brothers mm-hmm. that when you did this, you made me feel sad and I don't like that. Could you please stop? I'm like, who is this? Like, who <laughs> taught her that? A great example of that. We were on a vacation and we actually saw someone being arrested, like tackled down to the ground. Great story. Arrested. In public, I mean, it was like shocking because yeah. we don't really see that. It was usually. quite an event. It was quite a whole thing. My boys are like, "Yeah, bad boys, bad boys. What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? What you gonna?" You know, they're they are like, "That is amazing." They caught the bad guy, and it's we're safe. And they just thought it was like amazing moment. My daughter starts tearing up, and she's like, "Oh no, this is so sad. He's gonna go to jail, and what's gonna happen to his family? I bet his mom's gonna be so sad." She was just turned three at yeah. the time. Uh, his Three. mom's going to be sad. What do you think he has brothers and sisters and they're going to miss him? And what about the rest of his life? Is he ever going to get out of jail? Will he have a job? I mean, she was like, yeah. I w- you know, we're all like, oh, my goodness. It this was is amazing. a perfect example. It was amazing. Yes. It really was. Because that's something that I didn't even think about. Yeah. And as an adult. As an adult yeah. male. I'm yeah. just like, that dude's going down. Yes. You don't mess with the five zero <laughs> in this town. You know? And my daughter's in the back going, oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's going away from she his family. So sad. I know. Even when we joke, I love the fact that my daughter now, who's still three, just says things like, don't worry, Dad, I'm just being sarcastic. Yes, you that's know, her new word, her, her new word is sarcastic. Yeah. Like, she doesn't want my feelings to be hurt when we joke around. Right. She wants to, like, after she tells a joke, she's, like, saying, Dad, hey, just so you know, like, I was joking, okay? You're all right yes. with this? You yes. know, she's just so in much more of a caring, like, so she just, I think women in general, girls, uh, even from an early, early age, are much more in tune with emotions, much mm-hmm. more in tune with their senses, mm-hmm. and they also have a higher capacity for memory, mm-hmm. and so girls tend to, like, remember more, and they also can connect emotions and senses to that memory a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so boys, if you have boys and you're trying to like ask them, you know, um, do you remember this? Or do you remember that? A lot of times they're just like, wow, I don't really remember. That happens you all know? the time with direction. Direction, like, yeah. Don't do that. I, I told you not to do that. Don't you remember? No, I don't remember. I don't remember that. Yeah. Right. But if you could connect it to an activity, yes. they might actually, do you remember the time we did this? Mm-hmm. Right. And they might be like, oh, right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do remember that. You know, uh, that's, a, that's a really, really big part of just being like, I think, a boy in general. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630 The Word. Next Talk Radio is listener-supported. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. Today we're talking about raising boys versus girls, the difference in that because of, yes, the science behind it. Their brains are different. 
even the way they hear things is different. Um, there is science that makes parenting important. Um, or I should say there is science that will help you as a parent right. to parent in a better way that's more effective yeah. for boys versus girls. There's a part of the brain, and this is one of the things I learned as a teacher, is just at, you know growing up and like this is like you know big big news, right? That the prefrontal cortex does oh, not yeah. completely form until like 25. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. Right. You know, next time it is just it is amazing. And then before that though, the part of the brain that sort of like does all the decision making mm-hmm. is more based on emotion, mm-hmm. right? And that's for boys and girls. Yes. But the prefrontal cortex, like the major decision making part of the brain in adults, doesn't is not really there. Uh, when they're younger, right? And that's that's huge. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's they, they talk about, you know, that, that's where they learn, like, social norms. Uh, that's where they learn, you know, uh, future consequences of present actions, mm-hmm. which is what I love when parents ask, like, what were you thinking <laughs> when you decided? And the, the answer is they weren't thinking. They, right. the, the, the idea that they actually thought ahead, like, had future consequences in mind yeah. when they were doing a present activity is not present it's not there no you know and so when they look at you with that i i don't know what you're asking me yeah it's because they don't know what you're at there they're was, not trying to be difficult no they're not and they're, they're they really weren't thinking of it yeah. all they're thinking about how cool is it going to be when i jump my bike off of this ramp <laughs> they weren't thinking about where their bike was going to land yeah and that's so important because like when you're talking like especially boys like let them build the ramp yeah you know let them take their bike off a ramp however let's let's also have a conversation like as you're building the ramp like what are some potential consequences here yeah and then how can we handle it because i guarantee you those boys would be like you know i never thought about that let's build a pit for like you know foam or let's let's have something over here so mm-hmm. that when we land mm-hmm. you know or let's make sure that the ramp doesn't end up facing a tree so that we actually <laughs> land on a road or yeah. dirt or something like that, you know? And so they don't think about that when they're building the ramp, right? right? All they think about is the ramp and the amount of air that we're going to get. How so cool it's going to How look. cool it's going to look and that sort of thing. So that's an important, I think, parenting piece is like, yeah, let them have that fun. You know, let them go through those 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 crazy, like, wow, your prefrontal cortex is nowhere near yeah. completion. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it's just kind of interesting to kind of see that happen. But to kind of walk them through and to continue to have those conversations, um, because being reminded of consequences I think is just a a part as an adult I think we forget because we're always thinking about that Mm -hmm. you know but kids are never thinking about that you know and then teen years it kind of starts settling in I'll be honest with you it happens sooner uh, in girls than it does in boys Mm -hmm. Uh, so for boys the prefrontal cortex is not going to form until much later Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why you'll still have you know very young men you know that's Look at like the, our military. Yeah. It's pre, you know predominantly you know male driven. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about future consequences. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, we're going to put you on the front lines. We're putting you know you in harm's way, but we're going to have you do this. A lot of them are like, well, yeah, let's do it. I'm serving my country. I'm doing a great thing. They're like, yeah, you are doing a great thing. A lot of females are like, yeah, but that's a very dangerous activity like the future consequence of this like i I might get shot Mm -hmm. you know i could be harmed you know boys on the other hand not really thinking that they're just thinking about the adventure side of it like the honor side the bravery all Mm -hmm. the other things that Mm -hmm. go along with it Mm -hmm. and and so i'm glad that we're able to establish you know how different the boys and girls are and then i want to kind of flip the switch on how we parent the other side of their personalities the side that is not so natural and obvious so like with our boys you know i fell kind of into that trap of just thinking about the things that are obvious that we've been talking about are not even so obvious but the science behind it mm-hmm. and you know boys are rough boys love to do crazy things they're prefrontal core all of that stuff that is true and we have to parent that side of it but are do boys also feel sad and do they feel embarrassed and do they feel 
anxiety and shame and all of those things. Am I ignoring that because I'm focusing so much on the boy stuff? Right. And how do I walk my son through being able to process those emotions in a healthy way and feel like that it's okay to have those emotions? Yeah, exactly. I think what you just said just now, walking through the process of handling emotions, that's, that is so important for boys. Yeah. Because we're innately not geared that way. I mean, we're, we're still going to have the emotions. Yeah. And we still need to process them effectively, but we need to be walked through them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a really, really important part because boys are going to kick. We're going to scream. We're going to. And in fact, a lot of times, well, not even that, but boys will do something completely different right after a huge. Let's say a boy has like a huge emotional outburst and then they're, they're crying, they're angry. And then next thing you know. Like the tears are gone. They jumped on their bike and they just did something completely different. Yes. You know, that's so true. And that is a very common thing. I think that boys will do. And mm-hmm. a lot of parents are left going, well, well, I guess it's okay then. Yes. So they're not crying anymore. Yes. You know, but that's just our way, boys and men in general. That's just our way. Like we can easily like, you know, it's a great solution for me. I'm going to think of something completely different. Yeah. And not deal with it. And not deal with it. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's, a, it's effective, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that it's probably the best because then we end up avoiding those emotions and exactly. avoiding those things. And then later on, down the line they become adult men they don't know how to deal with certain stuff right yes i find with my boys or our boys they're not just mine i guess <laughs> i find with our boys that that's exactly what happens there'll be like an emotional outburst and then it like shuts off and they'll want to go do something different and in the emotional outburst is not the time i have learned that the hard way to right. be like how are you feeling is this making you sad like they just need to get it out right and they need to go and do that other thing for a minute right If I circle back around later that night or even the next morning and say, man, that was a rough day or that was a rough minute. And it needs to be one on one in a time when they're kind of in a relaxed moment. I'll say, how did that make you feel? It's those open ended questions. How did you feel in that moment? What was going on? What upset you? And I think as a mom, it's important for you to know that their recollection of it will not be 100 percent accurate. Yeah. It might not even be 50%. Yeah. Okay. Because the memory thing. Because of the memory thing. Yes. And because we, we tend to, and especially emotional memories. Yeah. So we do not tend to like, you know, want to tie those uh, those memories to a certain emotion, especially yeah. an undesirable emotion. Yes. Right. So true. And so I think it's important to kind of remind them, but don't get them rem- so reminiscent that it's going to stir up some of those bad emotions again. That's true. Yeah. I What has been helpful is, well, I'll, I'll ask a couple of open-ended questions and they'll say, oh yeah, no, that was not cool and this is why you know this is what i was upset about or whatever i'm like hey is there something i can do to help you know can we change whatever the environment is or whatever for next time and that's usually the best way that i can get them to talk about better ways to handle it the next time is just asking a lot of open-ended questions and usually they're like yeah that i didn't handle that well or it really made me sad and i don't want to be in that situation again and so we've had some really good conversations after the fact not so many in the moment well and i think this is important for everybody out there to really hear is that this needs to happen all the time. All the time. Every Ongoing. single time, almost yeah. like on a daily basis. That's I, so true. And I think that's kind of, uh, well, it just means that we have more work to do as parents. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think it's important that we understand that kids are constantly learning mm-hmm. and that we need to remind our, our kids, you know, whether you have five and six-year-olds all the way up to teenagers that uh, remind them that, you know, there is a good way of kind of dealing with these things, that your emotions are normal, uh, and and that I'm here for you, that we need to talk these things out, and then also provide them um, healthy healthy alternatives, Mm -hmm. right? The correct, maybe I say the correct way, but like like you say, a better option option than than dealing with that. I know with girls, you know, we're newer on the scene for that because our daughter is young. Um, But like we said, from day one, it's so different. And you were raised around sisters. And one thing that I've realized, and again, some good mentors and from you also, 
um, they are so emotional at times and it's so over the top that they also need a healthy outlet and a way to switch from the emotional reaction to, okay, how can we move forward from this? How can we step out of the emotions and find a solution when it's time? Not right when they lose their minds, you know, or when they're crying or when the outfit's not right. Because that was surprising to me, like how emotional everything is for little girls. I don't remember that. Mm. Again, the memory at 40 goes. So... I mean, you don't remember how you were. Like, I don't remember were how I was when I was three, and so I was surprised as you know she was like <laughs> crying over every little thing. I was like, something's wrong with her. Just like you know, with with boys, I was like, something's wrong with her. She's so emotional. And my friend says, no, no, that's that's little girls, and you've got to walk her through talking through those emotions, but then finding a healthy outlet again. Like, okay, it's okay to be sad about that, but how can we fix it once we've let it out? Mm-hmm. And that's hard. It's different. It's just, she's just so adorable. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm probably the worst. You're the worst. I, I Daddy's the, little girl right I am, there. I am it's like, true. I just, I'm like, whatever you want to do, you just, let's talk to you. <laughs> like, I just want to snuggle. It's like, let's snuggle and talk. And I was yes. never like that with my boys. Never. But, but, uh, but it's so important because the boys like to do that too. They do. Our boys like to snuggle and talk with daddy and mommy too. And yeah. so we cannot We do more of that, that now with the girl. I think then they saw like that was an option. They were like, wait, we can snuggle we and We can talk? do that still? Yes. I didn't know that, that we could do that. I was like, well, let's all join in. What do you guys want to snuggle? and talk about and so now the boys ask for it because they saw it in their little sister yeah they saw her naturally go that way and they saw a benefit in it they're like wow this really is kind of nice yeah you know and like i said like it's not a natural thing for boys to do it so we have to kind of remind them of those kind of things and we have to model that and again when they're ready to uh to go there then then we have to be ready to go there with them that's so true and one last thing i wanted to um say about girls is is challenge them. A lot of times we think like, oh, they're emotional and oh, they're sweet and gentle and whatever. Girls need to be challenged the way we challenge boys too and introduce them to new things. It's okay for girls to get dirty and it's okay for them to ride the BMX bike or whatever it is. Let them know it's okay to explore that side of their personality too and let's not box them into like the the girl box that we tend to do just because they're emotional. All right, absolutely, of course. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?